0: Welcome to our teaching today, where Christ's Word is the center of our world. We are about to listen to the undiluted Word of God from the throne of grace. Um, We started a conversation last week on the crowns, in line with the series um, on the fruits of the gospel. So, the fruits of the gospel, the idea behind our series, for those of us that might not have been catching on, is we've been talking a lot about the gospel the message of the gospel what it really means pastor philas took a lot of time to talk about this gospel the doctrines what it means at the end of the day we realize that the gospel is not just doesn't end in being a message it's a message that bears fruit which means when you understand it when it grips your heart, people will see it. It means it will bear fruit. So what are the fruits? What are the things that you will begin to see in the life of a person? And you can say that this person is grounded in the gospel. So, our, Which means that our grounding, being established in the gospel, is not our ability to teach the gospel so if you give a mic and you're able to teach the gospel and talk about how Christ died for our sins and how righteousness is by faith and all of that, we are able to teach it effectively. That doesn't mean you're grounded in the gospel. Being grounded in the gospel is when it begins to what, bear fruit in your life, when all those things that the gospel represents begins to show forth in your everyday life. And that is what the conversation we started on the fruits and we looked at the things, what are the three key things that you would see in a person that is, in, that is grounded in the gospel, right? And one of them was what? Enduring faith. Okay? The second was what? Love for all the saints. And then lastly, we looked at what? Hope for a guaranteed future. So... Um, there is, so last week we started talking about hope for a guaranteed future, where we saw the fact that what keeps our hope alive today, what keeps us moving, is the assurance of the future, what would happen in the future, how that we would be with Him when He comes back. Amen? Amen? That gives us the greatest joy, that keeps us going. And then for us to also know that everything that we're doing today, there will be rewards for it. Everything that we do, every spiritual exercise that we do, we're looking forward to those rewards. We're looking forward to those crowns that we would receive when He comes. Amen? Amen. Now, today I want to discuss another dimension to this um, experience for for someone grounded in the gospel, and it's actually coincidentally in line with what today represents, which is what we are doing today. What are we doing today? Raise the praise, right? Okay. So um, I'm a science student, so I'm going to use a little bit of science to explain this. Bear with me. Don't worry. It will not be too complicated. So there is a word called resonance, Okay that we want to understand. I want to use the concept of resonance to explain what we want to talk about today, um, which is a very key truth, or a very key fruit of the gospel. Okay? What is resonance? So, um, have you ever seen, um, I don't know if you've seen it in any movie or watched it somewhere where Someone picks a glass, and probably someone is singing at a particular pitch, very high pitch, and all of a sudden, the glass shatters, right? Just without touching the glass, the glass just shatters. Have we seen that before? Okay. What do you think makes the glass shatter? the phenomenon that makes the glass shatter is called resonance. Okay? So, resonance, every, every um, object, every uh, matter, everything has what we call natural frequency. So, there is something that the components of that object vibrate at a particular frequency, Naturally. So, resonance frequency or resonance is when the vibration in that object is, is vibrating at the highest, wave, well, I'm using some terms, highest amplitude as the name implies, but basically vibrating as the, at the maximum that it can vibrate, okay? Now there is a particular frequency you would give to an object, and it will begin to vibrate at at the highest maximum that it can vibrate. When that object begins to vibrate that way, you say that that object is what? Resonating. Okay? So bringing this home to us, as individuals, we all have our resonant frequency, which means there is a particular frequency or there is a particular force that would come to us and make us vibrate <laughs> at a certain frequency. And the, when that force hits our natural frequency, we begin to vibrate the highest, we begin to resonate. So, what is an example of this? For example, boy meets girl, girl meets boy. There is vibrations coming out from boy to girl. Vibrations in form of what? Words. That those words carry a certain frequency, <laughs> and when the words enters the girl, if those words are coming with the natural frequency of the girl, what happens? <laughs> she, she begins to what? Resonate, okay. Now, um, but the same words. If that same guy meets another girl and says the same words, does the same things, and you realize that that this girl too might not even move. <laughs> Why would she not move? Because her natural frequency is what? Different. Okay? So those words do not vibrate, do not move in the frequency that she understands. So she would not even, nothing will nothing happen, right? Okay. The same thing happens, or maybe we come to. You meet a friend. I mean, this besides boy meets girl. It could also be brotherhood. Maybe you meet a guy. Man, it's as if like well, that's how best friends relate, right? You meet this guy, or you meet this. Like, it's like everything you say before you even arrive, they already ten steps ahead. I already know where you're going. Like, everything you're saying is connecting, and it's just it's ticking some things inside of you and there are some people that want to meet with them and you just have a simple conversation, you are at your, you are resonating inside of you. Everything about you is responding to what that person is saying. Yeah? Everything about you, your spirit, soul and body is responding. Amen? Um, I've gone ahead. So, uh, as believers we are spirit, soul, and body. Now, when you are resonating, it means that the three parts of your being is responding, which means your spirit, your soul, and your body is vibrating at the highest frequency that they can vibrate. So the people that affect your life the most are the people that when you come in contact with them, they are everything about you. Even your spirit calls out response to them. You're spiritually high. Your soul, your mind, your emotions respond to them. Your thoughts, you begin to think the wildest thoughts that you can ever think. You begin to feel the strongest emotions you can ever feel. Either joy, peace, happiness. You begin to feel those emotions the strongest. Then it goes beyond that. Your body, you might even start dancing and jumping. <laughs> that is what we experience here. So and when you come to church, what happens? when, Like on Wednesday, when Pastor Phil was on fire giving it to us most of us are resonating right everything about you your spirit was high your soul your mind your emotions high you might even find yourself crying uncontrollably then you you can't sit still you just have to be jumping around your body everything is is showing every every part of you you anything in your life you are ready to empty your bank account you're ready to do anything at that point because you are what are resonating. As believers, there are two kinds of believers. When the Bible says, um, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Okay, so there are two kinds of believers. You're either a transforming believer or A conforming believer. Yeah? So, who is a transforming believer? is the one that the source of your resonating, if I would say that, is from the spirit. So, where you have the most activity in your life is from your spirit being. Inside. So you can see from this illustration. It is concentrated. That is where there is concentrated energy. In your spirit man. There is activity. In that spirit man. So everything that you are doing. The greatest force. The greatest words. Everything comes from that spirit. And then... It goes from there. What happens? It emanates to your soul, your mind. So, when you spend time, so um, everything about you comes from that spirit. So, your spirit is supercharged, and then from there, it begins to get into your mind, your emotions. It begins to affect your emotions, it begins to affect your mind, your will, your desires. Your ambitions, right? And then the next thing, when your mind and your emotions begins to the next thing begins to show in your body, right? And it displays itself. Now, what are the things that come out from the spirit? What emotions, when when you are charged in your spirit, what emotions come out from the spirit? Joy, peace, love, faith, happiness, freedom, liberty, hope. All of these emotions, they come from the spirit, right? And they express themselves outwardly in our body in worship, they express themselves in giving, they express themselves in perseverance they express themselves in self control they express themselves in the spoken word the declarations so if you come to if you meet somebody do you see love do you see faith okay do you see hope <laughs> no do you see liberty no what do you see <laughs> When you meet somebody, how do you know someone has faith? What do you see? What are the expressions of faith? Words. Words, Perseverance. Actions, right? What do you see? What are the expressions of peace? Calmness. Calmness, right? So, these things begin to express themselves in the life of the person. On the other hand, now, as human beings, we naturally desire. So these things I just said, love, joy, peace, happiness, faith. It is the natural desire of everybody, whether you are spiritual or you are not, right? So everybody wants to be happy. Everybody wants to feel loved. Everybody wants to love. Everybody wants to believe in something and hold on to something. Everybody wants to feel joy. Everybody wants to believe that tomorrow will be better. You don't need to be spiritual to actually have those emotions. You don't need to be spiritual to be joyful. Do you? Okay. Do you have to be spiritual to believe in something, to express faith? No. Do you have to be spiritual to be happy? Okay. So, this is the conforming believer Next slide. Okay, I have the okay. <laughs> now, the other way around, the conforming believer, the source of these emotions is from the body. It's from outside. You can see? That is where the highest activity is. Your environment. So the source of your joy, source of your happiness. The source of your peace is from the activities that you do, the people you meet, the things you feel, your environment, what you watch, what you hear. So for the conforming believer, these emotions come from the body, come from the flesh. And what is the danger about that? What happens is, how, okay, if I may ask, how do you get peace if you, are, if you think about, with you your mind, in the mind of a conformer, what to make you be peaceful if your peace, if the source of the peace is coming from your flesh? What to make you peaceful, <laughs> feel peaceful? When there is no quarrel anywhere, when everybody is being nice, everything is working out, that's when you feel peaceful, Right? Okay. What will make you have joy? When maybe something hits the bank. (laughs) Right? Or when something actually happens. That's when you'll be joyful. Or what will make you believe that tomorrow will be better? Maybe if you've checked... <laughs> if you've analysed, hmm, if I do this one, do this one, do that one, and maybe they just announced that something maybe something's gonna happen. Um maybe they just maybe they announced in office that in next month they're going to <laughs> are going to be mass promotion. Okay. Or maybe the company did very well this year, so we're going to declare bonus at the end of the year. So maybe they just announce it in your office. Or maybe someone gives you a ring <laughs> automatically. There is hope for what? A better tomorrow. <laughs> 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 so the source of that hope, of course, it's happening. So that is for the conforming believer. The source of all these emotions is from outside. The danger... Ab- with that is what all these things are not consistent, right? Would, you, would money hit your account every time? No. So when that happens, you automatically what lose your joy. When maybe there is no, even after he gave you the ring, something happened. I came back. Maybe the family <laughs> did not agree. Or something sha happened and it did not work. The hope is what shattered. Now, now, as believers, we need to know, we need to look at ourselves and know where we are. Because you are either conforming or you are transforming. So the next question is what makes you resonate? What makes you resonate as a person? What would you experience? What would you hear? What would you think about that would make you vibrate At the highest frequency as a person. What is it? Is it this? (laughs) You can see that lady, she's really resonating. (laughs) <laughs> or this <laughs> I can see some resonating happening here right now. <laughs> or is it? <laughs> 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 or my faith, <feet. laughs> my faith <feet> resonating already. <laughs> or is it this? <laughs> okay, or this. <laughs> Okay. Hmm. (laughs) Now, if you are a transform, if a transforming believer, the Lord. Must be what makes you resonate. If you're going to be a transforming believer, if you're going to, when like we say we we'll mount up on wings like eagles, we we'll run and not go weary, we we'll walk and not faint. You know, um, Pastor Phil was charging us on Friday, those of us that came for prayers. He was saying, As believers, we tend to burn out. When you are burning out, when when church begins to feel like stress, when church begins to feel like a chore, when church begins to feel like a drag, it begins to feel like a struggle. It means that we are losing sight of the love of God it means that we are no longer resonating with church. That's what it means. So if you check, what you were saying, if you check, it means we have started conforming because the source of your joy, the source of your peace, the source of excitement has turned to the things around you. To the things that you experience to your everyday life, to your circumstances, to your work, to your even even church activity is part of the work. <laughs> right? So we understand that church activity doesn't mean spiritual activity. Okay? So um, it can be those are all all of these things. It means we're now losing sight of we're no longer resonating. So what will keep us resonating. What would keep you rejoicing in the Lord? Now, I looked up that word rejoice and we realize, I realized how important that word is. We've taken it for granted. In the New Testament, rejoice is actually a word called Cairo, which means it just to rejoice exceedingly. In other words, to actually resonate. So just think. So everywhere you you, you see rejoice in the scripture, just picture that resonating experience that we talk, just talked about. That that is what the Bible is saying we should do. And then I'm going to look. What are the things that the Bible talks about that should make us rejoice? What should be the source? of our rejoicing as believers? What should make us resonate? What should make us vibrate at the highest frequency? To rejoice exceedingly, not just to be happy. This is to rejoice exceedingly. It means to rejoice beyond normal, to rejoice beyond measure. This word appeared almost over 70 times in the, just in the New Testament. A lot of times, especially the writings of Paul, he kept talking about rejoicing, rejoicing, rejoicing. What is it that we should rejoice for as believers? What should make us rejoice? What should make us be glad, be happy, and be all right? <laughs> the first thing, from, from looking out, there are, there are many. So, I just picked out a few. I was just going to look at them. And you see the way we were responding when those pictures were showing? Now, there are no pictures to depict these things, <laughs> they are only words. Yeah? So, in, but these words, when we, these words now, should now form pictures in our minds. Because they are words, the Bible says words. The words I speak to you, they are what? Spirit and they are life. So these words carry life and they carry pictures. They will paint pictures in our minds. Okay? Because they are words from the Spirit. Rejoice for rewards. It says, Matthew chapter 5 verse 11 to 12 says, Blessed are you when they revile you and persecute you. Say all kinds of evil against you falsely. For what? My sake. Rejoice. <laughs> and be what? Exceedingly glad. For great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Hmm. What kind of thing is this? <laughs> what kind of, I mean, what does this mean? Like, How can you compare the expected, the same... You see how we are so joyful about cake and about car and about the things that we saw? That same level of joy is what we should feel when "When we are persecuted for his name's sake. For what great is your reward? When we think about the rewards, ah, it just gets you excited. (laughs) For great is your reward. So when you think about those rewards in heaven, you just rejoice. It gets you exceedingly glad. It says, be exceedingly glad. For great is your reward in heaven. Rejoice for the Lord. And having come in, the angel said, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Just the thoughts that the Lord is with you should break forth rejoicing from the inside. Rejoice just because the Lord is with you. The same way you would rejoice on your wedding day. <laughs> rejoice even more than that because the Lord is with you. Rejoice for heaven. Bless behold, I give you the authority to trample upon snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means harm you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this <laughs> This one actually it hit something, I'm like ah. The fact that I can trample upon snakes and scorpions, <laughs> the fact that I can I have the power over the enemy it says do not rejoice in this that the spirits are subject to you. But rather, what? Rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Rejoice because I know that I'm going to heaven when I think about it. I know that I am in heaven. I rejoice. Not because the spirits (laughs) are subbed. Not because I can do miracles or I can move mountains. Because the names are written in heaven. Rejoice for revelation. In that hour, Jesus rejoiced in the spirit and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and the prudent and reveal them to babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in your sight. So, this is talking about the Lord revealing the mysteries of the Spirit to simple people. He said, the Word of the Lord gives what? Understanding to the simple, right? The fact that we understand the gospel The gospel is revealed to us. We should rejoice. That these things have been revealed to us. That these things that angels desire to look into. That has been hidden for the ages. The mysteries of the kingdom of God. Christ in you, the hope of glory. These things, the fact that you have... You are privy to this revelation... The fact that your neighbor, your sister, your brother is privy to this knowledge, this revelation, you rejoice. You rejoice. You are exceedingly glad. Rejoice for suffering. (laughs) This is a hard one. And they agreed with him. And when they had called for the apostles and beaten them, they commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus. And then they let them go. So they departed from the presence of the council. What? Rejoicing. <laughs> that they were counted worthy to suffer for his name. And daily in the temple and in every house, they did not cease teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ. They were persecuted. After they beat them, they still running. And jumping and celebrating. What, kind of <laughs> what kind of thing is that? <laughs> that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name's sake. Rejoice for your salvation. Hallelujah. So he commanded the chariot to stand still. And both Philip and the eunuch went down to the water and he baptized them. Baptize him, sorry. Now, when they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord cut Philip away so that the eunuch saw him no more. And he went on his way. What? Rejoicing. The eunuch was saved. When you are saved, just rejoice. I am saved. Rejoice for what? Your salvation. That your sins are forgiven. We Rejoice. Rejoice for other people's salvation. Now when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of the Lord. And as many had been appointed to eternal life, and the word of the Lord was spread throughout. So they were glad that people received Christ that day. How do you feel when you hear that your neighbor just got saved. Gladness. Exceeding joy. Wow, he's saved. Praise the Lord, my brother just received the Lord. It gives you exceeding joy. Exceeding gladness that another person just got saved. We just, got, we just won another soul. We rejoice. Amen? Rejoice in hope. Rejoice in hope. Be kind and affectionate to one another with brotherly love in honor, giving preference to one another, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. What? Rejoicing in what? Hope. Patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer, Distributing to the needs of the saints, giving to hospitality, rejoicing in hope. The thoughts, and we understand what hope means for us, what our hope is. Our hope is not maybe hope, (laughs) it's what a steadfast hope, the hope of our inheritance, the hope of heaven, the hope of the future the hope of the resurrection, the hope of His coming, we rejoice in, our, in this hope. When you think about this hope, we rejoice. We rejoice. Rejoice in the truth. When we hear the word of the Lord, when we hear the word, rejoice. It says, love suffers long. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. Is not puffed up. Does not behave rudely. Does not seek its own. Is not provoked. Thinks no evil. Does not rejoice in iniquity. But what? Rejoices in truth. Anything that is true, whatever is true, when we hear the truth, we rejoice. Now, before we round up, I want to say something. Rejoicing is he gave it as a command: rejoice. <laughs> it's like an instruction. So, it's not—it's not a feeling. <laughs> it is an action. It is something you do. You rejoice. You f- force yourself to rejoice. <laughs> You, you do the acts of rejoicing. You, you, re, you make yourself rejoice. Because as quiet as it places now. <laughs> it was not as quiet before we started looking at all these scriptures. It was very noisy. What's the difference? <laughs> Why are we not shouting now? When, when we read, rejoice in suffering. Why is everybody not doing <laughs> Why are we not shouting? <laughs> because it's what a, but a natural mind doesn't have the natural frequency of the spirit but our spirit man does so that natural frequency that resonates your mind is not understanding it that frequency from the spirit your mind the natural flesh is not in the same, in the same dimension. <laughs> so, these things will not make sense. You know, These things will not move you. But when you key into the spirit, when, you are, when the spirit is the source of your resonating, when in your spirit, why is it that we are most excited in when we come to church? When you go home, the excitement drops. Have you thought about, have you asked why? Because here, there is spiritual activity happening. You connect more. So, your spirit man is resonating to all the, there is more activity in your spirit, so everything is coming out. But when you go home, if you have not developed the habit of bringing yourself to that point of spiritual activity, of prayer, of study in the, by yourself, automatically what happens? You, you are more conformed to or you are more accustomed to your natural activity, the things you do. So, automatically those things become higher. They do they 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 impose on you more. Okay? But if you're accustomed to more spiritual activity, the spiritual part becomes more evident and it is oozing out of you. So your natural frequency begins to adjust. Rejoice for the gospel. Praise the Lord. What then, only that in every way, whether in presence, whether in pretense, sorry, or in truth, what Christ is preached. And in this, I what? Rejoice. Yes, and I will rejoice. Just knowing that Christ is preached, I rejoice. Just knowing that Christ is preached, I rejoice. So, the, what, what, the church this morning is that we examine what makes us rejoice. What makes you rejoice? Initially, it might be hard to actually rejoice in these things. But when you begin to transform, it gets to a point where your natural frequency becomes the frequency of the spirit. So you don't now need to act the rejoicing. <laughs> it just comes. Well, Once you hear someone is saying, oh, joy fills your hearts. Once you hear the gospel, joy fills your heart. Once you think about heaven, once you think about the Lord, joy fills your heart. Every other thing might make you happy, but not as happy as these things will make you. It becomes natural. That is when, that's what the Bible says, do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. When we are transformed, it means that our what makes us resonate are the things of the Spirit. The things of the Spirit will make you resonate. So when you are feeling, when you, when anytime you are down, because there is no way, if, if, if that is the case, there is no way you will burn out as a believer. There is no way coming to church, doing spiritual activity will be a drag. Nobody will push you because (laughs) that's where you get your greatest joy, greatest satisfaction. Don't you want to be happy? We all want to be happy. So, if this is the one that makes you happy, you'll be doing it. (laughs) And you'll be happy doing it. But if naturally other things make you happy, and then this one is maybe just there. Maybe sometimes, maybe when there is power service, <laughs> you'll be very happy, you'll be very charged up. But if the service is just normal, you just go home normal. <laughs> no. You, like Pastor Adil will say, you come with your own fire. <laughs> you come with your own, you are resonating. Because, because the things of the spirit are constant. We just, we just respond to it differently. God is always speaking. God is always moving. The joy of the Lord is always 100% <laughs> or even more. Peace, the peace the Lord gives is always there, constant. It's not dependent on anything. So your joy meter might be going up and down, but the spirit is always there, right? So your experience of your joy is dependent on how much you're connected to the spirit, at the end of the day. So, it's not a factor of anything. Peace is constant. Faith is constant. Hope is constant. Nothing changes it. So, it's now you. How much of your natural frequency, how much, what your natural frequency is <laughs> as a person. What your natural frequency is as a person. Finally, finally, This is, in summary, Philippians 4.4. When should we rejoice? Always. (laughs) Glory. When should we rejoice? Always. Always. The Spirit is always rejoicing. Just imagine in heaven. Is there a break? (laughs) Is there time when, okay, this is... Praise and worship time. After praise and worship time, we'll go and chill. <laughs> no. Because in the spirit of the Lord, there is what? Rejoicing always. It says they keep, they, they, transfer, they keep praising the Lord. It is holy, holy is the Lord forever and ever and ever and ever. Like, there is constant rejoicing. Rejoicing forever and ever and ever. So, there is no time for not rejoicing. <laughs> <laughs> there is no time for not rejoicing. And know the beauty of it. If your if the source of your rejoicing is the spirit, it means that you can never so every other thing that this world gives, all the rejoicing that comes from the world will just be jara. <laughs> so yeah, because I mean that your rejoicing is from the spirit. It doesn't mean that oh, if if you get a if you are, if God blesses you with a nice car, you shouldn't be you shouldn't rejoice. If God blesses you with nice things, you should get if you prosperous in life, you shouldn't rejoice. No, these things will still bring for rejoicing. We are in this world, but what we are not off the world. What does it mean? It means that our source is not off the world. So. The basis for your rejoicing is what? The Spirit. Every other thing is extra. So, if for any reason these things are not there, your rejoicing will not shake one bit. It will still be there. That is the fruit of the Gospel. One of the fruits. If if one is established... In grace, if we're established in the gospel, it will bear this fruit. You will see it in the life of the believer that you are always rejoicing because the realities of the Spirit are your realities. The realities of the kingdom are your tangible reality. Your natural frequency is the natural frequency of heaven, and that's how you respond. We're just going to rejoice right now in the Lord. This concludes this message.